Welcome to, where are we? Oh, the Suicide Prevention Show. You know, it's working. How do we know? You're here. You're here, which means that there's a possibility that you will be able to help other people with this idea of staying here. You're here and we are excited. As a matter of fact, we are so excited that you're here that we are going to just invite you to embrace someone who manages to sit with some of the most challenging and potentially dangerous situations that could ever exist in the world. And we're talking about Kim Shatola. We're gonna be talking about intuition. We're gonna be talking about how to connect through the eyes of animals. And mostly we're gonna be talking about what it takes to stay safe in a world that doesn't feel that way. So Kim, come into the studio, pull yourself off mute, turn your camera on. Let's rock and roll this. Hey, there you are. Hi. Ah. It's gr great to be here. It's so good to see you. Good to oh. see you too. And everybody else out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim, for being part of this conversation. I really just appreciate you so much for coming on. Well, I'm glad to be here, Jackie. Thank you for having me. This is, this is something different. I, I will tell you that for sure. Something, a, a different kind of approach um, as far as what, I, what I'm, I'm used to speaking about. <laughs> Well, you know, we can start with what are you used to? How would somebody know you? What's the story of Kim? What's so good about you? Okay, well, I am a, I'm a professional animal communicator, a wellness coach. Uh, I teach a lot of people how to communicate with animals, but really it's how to connect with your own intuition inside of yourself through the assistance of animals and nature. And I worked at the Houston Zoo for over 25 years and I got to bring holistic animal care to the zoo. So that was a beautiful thing, yeah. you know, before I left, that was awesome. We were doing acupuncture and massage, uh, massage, you know, the vets were coming in and doing the acupuncture and helping with herbal therapy. And uh, we, our staff were uh, the zookeepers and myself, we were doing massage and, um, well, sometimes I would talk to the animals, of course, and tune into them, but we would also do some aromatherapy. So it's, we call that whole, whole world of things really like Mother Earth's medicine chest. And it's really the animal's medicine chest. So when you look at things from the eyes of the animal, it's just a whole new different way of seeing the world and tuning in to your own soul, your own heart, and the animals can help us do that. So I've not spoken, I guess, you know, on a suicide prevention type of level before, but I have been saying for the last several years, I really want to do something to help children. I want to really do help, something to help uh, even adults realize there's more than going from point A to point B, for instance, on a hike. I can't tell you how many people do that. I see it all the time here in Montana and they are missing out on just stopping and pausing and connecting with the tree. 
connecting with the rock they may be sitting on, connecting with the bird that's chirping in the nearby tree. They are missing out on so much because they're not seeing it through the eyes of the animals. So. Well, I'll grant you, if we saw it through the eyes of the animals, we would have a very different experience of life. And one of the reasons I invited you to speak on the summit is because this perspective of going through life from point A to point B with blinders on, you know, like what they put on a horse on a race. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the challenge that that's presenting to the human psyche is that we are outcome focused. We're destination focused. And as long as we are outcome, result, destination focused and attached, we're stressed. What if I make a mistake? What if I end up you know, over here instead of over there? What if, what if, what if? And the stress of that is part of this whole soup that I see that's contributing to the rise of suicide across all aspects of life. I mean, when we talk about a problem, it's one thing when we're talking about the pandemic. And you know, there are some populations that are more at risk than others. People like to put suicide into that and say there are some populations that are more at risk than others. And I'm like, mm-mm, that leads to a false sense of security. When people say, oh, it's a problem for the indigenous people. And yet, and they, then they say, and it's a problem of people who have few financial resources or few mental health resources due to finances. Yeah. And they go in that direction, that rhetoric. And yet here's the, the proof. The truth, I don't know if it's what it's proof of, but the truth is that the high school with the highest suicide attempt rate in the United States is in Silicon Valley. None of those demographics apply. So we have to be really careful with this whole conversation. But suicide is an everybody issue. It's in every country, it's in every demographic, it's across all walks of life and all socioeconomic indicators. And I think that walking with the animals, I think that being present to the fact that there's more to life than just the destination is part of the solution. What if there was more to high school than just the grade and graduating? Yeah. So that's my what if of the day. So Kim, take us there. You've been around animals and you've been involved in this holistic approach to life and animal care for decades. What got you into that? I originally, well, I will be honest with you. And when we had spoken before, I didn't share this with you, but when I was nine, I lost my father. Uh, he passed away. He was a homicide detective in Houston. And when I was 13 or 14, I was told that the gun didn't accidentally go off. Uh -huh. I, I was told that he had committed suicide. So the animals were my world, my, my pets, the strays that would find us, a little wild animal that might need help. So from a young age, I was really drawn very much to animals. And then this you know, more recently, I was involved with a search um, to, for a, a local teen who uh, 
who had gone missing. And, and then uh, sadly, uh, just a few hours after we were involved in a huge grid search, they did find his body, you know. So it was, that was one of the reasons that drew me, okay, so many people have pets in their home. You know, they love animals, they love nature, they love the wildlife, but they're just, um, you know, they, most people see an animal as an animal. It's, for instance, their own pet, it's just a companion animal. But the, the blue jay in the wild, you know, or the turtle or the earthworm, it, it's just an animal to them. And if people would realize that the animals want us to connect with them on a heart and soul level, they want us to strengthen that connection. And by doing so, if we can tune into them and see what they're seeing and feel what they're feeling, to know the things they know, the ancient wisdom they have, we would all be different people. And we would realize that there is so much more to life than what most people see because they see more in black and white. And, and the animals, when they see things, there's no time, there's no space, there's no boundaries, wow. there's no judgment, there's no fear. It's just all done from a place of love. And I wish that everyone in the world could feel this and have this deeper kind of connection with the animals because it would change their life. They would know things, they would have this awareness that they have never had before. They would look at life in a new way. And it, it could possibly help people realize they're worthy that they have a life worth living and that you know they can connect with the animals in nature and they can help us through well those aspects of life you know and you're you're hitting on something that i think is really key and so i get challenged a lot to bring forward things that are intervention so mm -hmm. when someone knows they're at risk these are things they can do that are intervention and while we offer them through the advocacy program, we have intervention tools for when they're appropriate. That's not what we're about. You know, as advocates, we're about way before you think you have a problem, way before you're at risk. What are the things you could be doing that would keep you from ever being at risk? What are the things that we could be doing that will keep you not able to talk yourself off the ledge, but what if you never went near the ledge? because you've been doing these things that improve the quality of your life and your connection with life. Now, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about seeing the world through the eyes of the animals gives us a deeper connection with life. Yes. All right, so that's what I'm hearing. And oh my God, thank you, Kim, for sharing your stories because I didn't know that was your story. Oh. For anyone who's on the summit, listening to it, podcast, YouTube, whatever, if you have had your life touched by suicide, you know that we don't want to do anything that's going to cause you pain. We want to just acknowledge the fact that there's a huge loss there. And we're here to help 
all of the other people who've never had their lives touched by suicide. They've never had to think about this. They don't even know that there's a risk because the number of parents who have no idea that their kids are on the verge of taking their own lives, that's who I want to reach. I want to reach the people who don't know that they or their loved ones are at risk. And so this concept of, you know, this is for the people who need help. No, this is for the people who don't know they need help. Let's take them there because yes, it's going to help anybody. But how would someone start to connect with this? They don't need it. What would motivate someone to want to learn more about connecting with animals other than a need situation and intervention? What would motivate someone to mm -hmm. do it? Mm -hmm. uh, because when you become in tune with the animals, they can help you come in tune with your own body. You get to a place where you love yourself better, you respect yourself better, you know things about what's what's I won't say going to happen in life. It's it's your intuition is the ability to be able to just kind of know things about life oh. and whether right yeah just to be able to know and it could be anything in the world. It could be driving down the freeway and knowing which lane to go into that's going to get you there quicker or safer. You know, it could be uh, knowing which job you should take or where your career should take you, you know, and for children, I mean, it can just give them a boost in their esteem, just feeling more beautiful about themselves, knowing that they are more in tune with who they are and it's okay to be who they are because the animals love them the way they are and they don't want them to change. You know, they want them to be their true unique self and to feel good about it. So there's so many beautiful reasons why whether it's a child or an adult should get in tune with the animals <laughs> in nature. I mean, it's just, I mean, I could rattle on for probably a whole day about all the benefits. And the, the more you do this, the more you, you crave it. And you actually even have a better understanding of your fellow human. You understand life better as a whole. But it's, it's really cool because the animals help you see uh, and know, like, I know why my friend is sad or I know why my friend is angry or acting out today. You get to where you know it without your friend, for instance, saying anything. So there's a, a place of knowing in the heart mm -hmm. of what is really going on. And that's what the animals in nature can offer when you get more in tune with them and go down that path. So there's a sense of peace around feeling confident that you know that you know with a capital k that you can sense what's really going on the step-by-step -step methodology we're going to get into in just a minute you know what step one step two step three for somebody who has never thought of one maybe they've never thought of building their intuition they didn't know what the value would be of that and they certainly hadn't thought about doing it with animals, which is why this conversation was so interesting for me. Because 
many people believe that intuition is something you either have or you don't, rather than it's a muscle that can be strengthened. And when I decided that what I believe to be true is that we're not supposed to ever stop growing. And so if there's a relationship that you would like to improve in your life, even if it's the relationship with yourself, this is a path that can allow you to improve those relationships. And it's a path worth exploring. So Kim, take us there. If somebody decides they want to play with their intuition, they want to expand it more, they want to learn to trust their intuition. What would be the first step? Well, I would say definitely turn to the animals in nature because there are different intuitive kind of things online. Like, uh, I don't want to say little games that you can play, but the problem with the games is if you play them and you don't get what answer that you're supposed to have gotten, it tends to lead someone into doubt themselves. What do you mean? However, the answer, wait, wait, wait. What's, you got to break this down for me because now I'm confused. So okay. I'm playing a game online and the game is designed to do what? Well, it could be anything. Like for some, it could be... Um, they have like little different intuitive games online to where let's say uh, it could be where you're trying to figure out what shape is behind is hidden for instance. So it's an exercise in building your, your sixth sense, your sense of knowing other things. Right. And yes. What you're saying is that if you end up being less than perfect at the game. Correct. That what you meant by, by yes. the if you end up, if you end up, trying to tune in and not getting what you're supposed to get with these ex online exercises, it can lead someone to doubt themselves and certainly not help their confidence. However, if you let the animals in nature guide you, for instance, and I will give a very good example, um, I think it's best if people find a place um, out in nature and that they ask nature, for instance, to give them, to show them something, a piece of nature that they should pick up and tune into. So if you set your intention, because attention to me is like 99% of doing anything in life. Mm -hmm. If you set your intention while you're in nature that you want nature to show you a piece of nature, whether it's a rock, a stick, a feather, and you ask for nature to show it to you and then just tune in and walk along the path and see what you're drawn to. Ah. And you'll know it because you're going to feel that connection like, wow, look at that beautiful feather. You know, maybe I don't normally see a feather on a walk, but I see this feather. It's calling to me. We'll pick up that feather and find you a place to sit down with it. And then I want you to ask that feather to just connect with you, to allow you to feel where this feather came from. You know, who did this feather belong to? You know, tune into any, any way that can possibly be. And there, there should be no expectations. I think you mentioned that before. There's no expectations with this because you might see an image of a bird of where that came off of. You might, feel the bird flying through the air with its wings gently flapping. You might 
uh, feel joy. You could feel an emotion. You could feel a physical sensation. You might see an image. You know, there are so many different ways that you could feel. And you might even get words, thoughts that are coming from this bird. So and how would someone know that it was coming from the bird and not, you know, what is it they say? Oh, it was just my imagination. Right. Well, that the animals invite someone to trust in the experience. And if you set your intention, it, you're of pure heart and pure soul when you do this. So when you set your intention, what you receive mm -hmm. is coming from whatever you picked up. So, you, right. It, I mean, it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing what people can, can get from a rock, from a stick, from a feather, from a seashell. And it, it, it's just people will be very surprised. People of all ages will be very surprised because most people have never done anything like this in their life. And so it is going to be a very unique experience to where for the most part, people are going to be like, well, wait a second. How, how did I get that emotion? How, how did I see that image, you know, of the, of the stick floating down the water? You know, for instance, they're going to, it's going to come to them and they're going to, and for the most part, they're going to realize, wow, I, I did this. This really happened. I'm really tuning in to this beautiful piece from nature because I'm allowing. There's no judgment. There's no fear. There's no expectation. And that's what the animals want us to know, is that when we connect with nature, when we connect with them, there is no judgment. All right. They want us to just allow, allow the experience to happen. All right, so there you go. Step one is become willing to allow the experience to happen. And for someone who is very grounded, very left brain, very analytical, and I'm, I tend to bounce between the, the extremes. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, if I'm over in my left brain, if I'm over in my analysis and I'm in my straight line thinking and I'm, you know, you know, this idea of being willing to allow an experience to occur that I can't reduce to numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a foreign concept to a lot of people. And here's the rub. I don't know about anybody else on the call, uh, but I have some family members who to have this conversation with them, they would think that I would need to have intervention. <laughs> they would think there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So your concept, this idea that in the animal kingdom, there is no judgment. What a lovely place to spend time. Imagine being in a space that was judgment free. So Kim, that's a beautiful, beautiful image. So the first step is being willing to have an experience, put yourself in a physically, take the action of putting yourself in an environment that's conducive. And then at what point do they butt up against the elephant in the room, which is how do I trust this? You know, the trust is a hard, it can be a hard thing for, for anyone, you know, whether you're doing this or you're applying for a job, doing an interview, driving your car down the road, you got to trust that you're going to get to point A to point B all right. 
you know, so trust, trust is hard, but the more you do it and the more you get in tune and use, I say mother, mother earth's medicine chest. Mm -hmm. So for instance, the more you do things like energy work, um, the more you get in tune with the body's own energy, uh, whether it's through yoga, uh, something like Reiki, a lot of people are familiar with Reiki, there's all kinds of energy work. It could be Qigong, you know, meditation. The more you can get in tune with, the, with your own body's energy, the more you get to where you can trust. And you mentioned, I think, you know, about being in the, uh, the left brain. Most people, in my opinion, live their life more in the left brain. And the left brain is more the logical, the rational side. And whereas the right side of the brain is where we have our creative side, our intuitive side. And the animals want us to get more in the, in the right brain because that is where we are allowed to be who we really are, to express ourselves and to tune in and connect with whatever we want to, whether it's ourself, an animal, a rock, the creek, you know, so they want us to be able to, to do that. So there are different steps to take, you know, someone might not feel like they can just go walking down that path and pick up that item from nature and be ready to have a chit chat, right? You know, yeah, so, I, think it, it, I was thinking maybe we need some baby steps here. You yeah. know, right. So yeah, so before you even get to that point, right, you know, do things like the meditation or the energy work. Um, there's also the EFT, the tapping on the acupressure points. There's so many amazing things. There's even though using color as therapy, right? So yeah. color, color therapy, sound. right? Color therapy, the sound therapy, all of these things work on an energetic kind of vibrational level. The more you do these kinds of things, the more you become in tune with your own self, the more you start to believe in your own self, which allows the door to open for the animals in nature to guide you. I like to say, you know, animals are a window to our soul and a doorway to our spiritual destiny. And if we let them into our lives and allow them to teach us in all their many ways, that we will be better for it, you know? So, but sometimes we do have to take those steps to get there, but just the fact of being in nature and just sitting there and being still in nature, just putting your hands on the tree. How many people, they, they see the tree, they think it's beautiful, or they see the see a dead tree, for instance. Uh -huh. And I think there's beauty in some the dead trees, you know, because they're still, an energetic presence there that we don't realize is there. But so anyone can go up to a tree of any kind, for instance, and just put their hands on the tree, put your palms on the tree, close your eyes and just, just connect with it. Don't expect anything to happen. Just connect and be with the tree. You know, you could hang from the tree, but that might be a little more challenging because how long are you going to hang there? <laughs> so it's much easier to just put your palms on the tree and just allow that moment to happen with no expectations. Because the more you simply go into nature and have these special moments where you're not going from point A to point B, nature will help you 
you know, get more in tune with yourself and start allowing that right side of the brain to come more forward and allow you to be in tune and, and to start hearing things and feeling things and seeing things. So we just, it's just a process, but just get out in nature. <laughs> and I'm thinking the process is really one of opening up the awareness to the things that are already there, to the yes. synchronicities that happen in our lives all the time that we miss when mm -hmm. we're not coming from this place of calmness and presence. So it sounds like that this is a practice of presence for, for lack of a better term. And so what is it, what is it that you're willing to do would be the question I would ask for myself. What is it that I'm willing to do to put into place that will help me get more present? And I'm going to tell you, I had this experience and I had not thought of it in these terms, but I have this big dining room window and I had a beautiful red cardinal mm -hmm. in my yard that would fly into that window. And there was a little tree, I had an avocado tree right outside and it would fly and it would hit the window and it would land in the avocado tree and it would sit in the avocado tree and kept, and it kept flying into the window. Wow. Right up until I changed my business. Okay. And then when I changed my business, he's not flying into the window anymore. You know, now he just, now I've got this whole family of cardinals in that tree, but, but he's no longer like knocking on the door trying to get my attention. I mean, I was thinking, what am I supposed to do? Open the window and let this bird in? <laughs> I mean, he was determined and he came back day after day after day after day. And then now he's still in my yard sure. and he's no longer flying into the window. And I'm going, mm -hmm. oh, what if I paid a little more attention to this? you know, that somebody was trying to get my attention. I could have then gone into a space of stillness, picked up a rock or a feather and asked for some guidance. And I don't pause and ask for guidance very often. So, right. you know, not, this is not my, my training, not my nature, if you will. So this conversation really is about, for me, very eye-opening to the possibility that there yes. could be some guidance for me. And over the last year, I've been opening more and more. So anyone who's on this journey, whatever tools are working for you to help you tap into your internal guidance system, please share them in the chat. And then we're gonna have some more tools for you because I know you have a great gift for everyone. And so we're gonna be dropping that into the chat in just a few minutes. Kim. Can I mention one thing, Jackie? Yeah, absolutely. To what, okay, so I'm so glad you shared your story about the red cardinal because I want people to have an awareness of the wild animals that are trying to give them messages on a regular basis, mm -hmm. such as that cardinal. So if they happen to see uh, uh, an animal acting ab abnormal behavior like mm -hmm. that the cardinal was, or they could just be driving down the road and a hawk flies by their car. Well, unless a hawk flies by their car on a regular basis, that hawk is trying to give you a message. And it may even be an animal on the side of the road that was hit and it could be no longer alive. You know, for instance, it could be a skunk. Well, unless you normally see skunks on the side of the road, that skunk actually has a message. 
So the simplest way for people to actually learn something about what that animal is trying to tell them mm -hmm. is they can, for instance, if you would have gone and looked up cardinal animal totem on the internet, you would find different resources that talk about the cardinal as an animal guide. But animal totem brings up the right websites. So okay. when you do that, you scroll through the messages of the cardinal and something, something there will be like, ah, oh, that's what that cardinal was trying to tell me. And so if people will do that, they will realize, oh my goodness, that's what that spider was trying to tell me. That's what that turtle was trying to tell me. You know, that's what that raven was trying to tell me, what, whatever it is. It's just beautiful. And then you will realize you've gotten the message from the animal because sometimes they will go to great lengths to give us a message, mm -hmm. including possibly, you know, injuring themselves. You know, like the, the cardinal yeah. was trying to get your attention, right? So yeah, it got my attention, but I didn't get the message. So it's wonderful to have the tool that says, yes. okay, I see an animal. Where do I go to find out? You know, it's like, is this random or is there something here for me? And it seems like what you're saying is that none of it's random and all of it has a message for you. Right, right. You know, I mean, it could be, you know, people have bees in their yard, for instance, or, you know, um, I often would have bees in my yard. Every now and then they would get in the house, but only by the front of the back door. But then one day, you know, where there, there, were, there were, was literally a wasp at the far end of the house. And then the next day, another one. And then next day, another one. I kept releasing them, not thinking there was a message. <laughs> then I realized, then I realized, oh my goodness, Kim, you know, three days in a row, and I've had different wasps get in the house to a place they've never gotten in the house mm -hmm. before, the very back. And so I knew that was a message. So it can be an everyday common animal, for instance, but it could be under unusual circumstances or a repetition, you know, mm -hmm. and, and of course, the, like the instance you subscribe, you described with the cardinal. Yes, we, those are messages they are trying to get to us. Cool. All right. So one way to get messages is to notice the animal kingdom. What's different? Is there a pattern or is this something that breaks a pattern? So either one of those is an indicator to pay attention to and see if there's a message for you. Because according to Kim, there's a message for you. <laughs> if you noticed it, it's for you. So one of the things that you're talking about is creating some practices that will allow people to open their intuition, to expand their awareness just a little more. When did you discover practices that would help do that? My journey into holistic animal care is what I call it as a, as a broad umbrella. I mean, that started back when my horse was about five years old. She's 29 now, Ooh. and she was having some lameness issues. So I started getting in, into it from a nutritional aspect to try and help her with joint supplements. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I got into it, you know, and it could happen all kinds of ways for different people. You know, there's different ways to, to get into this and explore it. There's so many different things. So you got invited into this world. When did you, well, I mean, I know you've got an intuition expansion checklist for everybody. Yes. And I was super excited to see that. 
And so it's coming into the chat box right now. And in it, everybody can grab it. And don't get too distracted because we're not done yet. But I, I, I'm always trying to err on the side of making sure that people have the legs. Well, you know, it's like, no, 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 don't wait too long. So there we go. Thank you, Katie. Um, the reality of consciously choosing to expand our intuition, having a checklist that gives us something tangible, which is not easy to find out in the world, something that actually gives us sort of a pathway to walk. And I was just so excited when you told me that you had created this. And it's a bit.ly link for anyone listening to the podcast. It'll be in the show notes. And it's a bit.ly TSPS, like teaspoons, and then 14. So TSPS 14. And that's the verbal podcast friendly version. And so if you see a different link in the show notes, the longer one, it's, that's fine. Both of them will work. I just want to make sure the podcasters who are listening have something that's easy for them to remember. So bit.ly forward slash TSPS 14. And that's the intuition expansion checklist. So What's life like for the people you've worked with, you know, after they have started expanding their intuition? What is a noticeable phenomenon? What's going to change in their world? What could be observed? Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's a wonderful question. The, the noticeable thing, though, that we keep hearing repeatedly over mm -hmm. and over again is an awareness about so many things in life. Just you, you can't put your finger on so many aspects of life. There is this new found awareness that they've never had before. All right, now it's, I'm gonna now I'm gonna make it tangible, crunchy, and observable. You got to tell me what I would see through the window that's different about their lives. What's different in their world, and sort of okay. a, what's so good about having expanded Into, awareness? Right. So, so for instance, for our students who who talk to us about this, you know, they um. Are, it's beautiful that they can have an, a conversation with their animal that might be ready to pass over, for instance, and they know what that animal needs. They understand what, what they can do to help their animal in their final moments or to help their animal just during life, you know, during any part of their life. It I mean, but it, it, it's, the, it reduces the guesswork. Of being yeah, a correct. Yes, absolutely. The, the guesswork. They feel, you know, their path in life is more clear. They, they know that, that, for instance, the career, maybe they wanted to become someone um, that helps an, uh, people, whether it's a, I don't call it a healer, they may be a teacher, it could be anything, but their path becomes more clear, or they always felt maybe they knew what it was, but they didn't have the confidence to take that leap. Now, because of the awareness from the intuition, that has now given them the confidence to step outside their box, their comfort zone, and go forward with their dreams. So those are just a few of the things that, that people, it just, it changes things. It really, it's a game changer. There we go. We like game changers on this show. <laughs> okay. So, so the, the game changing observable phenomenon has a lot to do with confidence confident that they're taking the right steps for their pet, whether their pet is ill or whether or not, doesn't matter, but confident that they're taking the right steps, confident that they are 
taking the right next step in their career, confident that they're in the right place right where they are, but just this sense of being right. Yes. Okay. Perfectly so, said. <laughs> from a place of being right in the world. Um, wow. Living life from a place of being right in the world. And that's one of the reasons why it was like, oh yeah, Kim, I want you on the show. Because suicide happens when people have convinced themselves that there is no way for them to ever feel right in the world. It's exactly that problem. What you're talking about is a beautiful preventative for that particular problem. If you're trusting, and I do think that the biggest issue we have in the world is that we have lost the ability to trust outside and inside our own skin. So as this brings up and expands an ability to trust myself, I don't have any thoughts of being on a ledge that life is hopeless, which is what suicide is, is when you get to that place where you don't see any other alternatives. So this keeps people away from the ledge. You don't have to have an issue for this to be useful. And if you do have some challenges already, you might want to give this a try as an interventive to help you get far enough away from that ledge that now you're into prevention. Because I think there's a line. I think that when someone's not trusting themselves, they don't feel safe in making their own decisions. They don't feel safe in the world. If they're at that place, they need intervention. And prior to that, we just, Henry David Thoreau said, most people lead lives of quiet desperation. If there's a way to keep the desperation quiet, to keep us over on this side of that line, I am all for it, Kim. And I think that what you have created and what you're bringing forth in the world with your message is just a beautiful, beautiful way for people to expand their ability to trust themselves, which expands their ability to stay. And so I just thank you so much for what you're doing in the world. Yeah, that's beautiful work. So tell us about this checklist. What are they gonna notice when they go there? Oh my goodness. So uh, I don't remember how many things are on the checklist because I, I would type it up. I've never created anything like that before. And I, when I typed it up, I'm like, I kept going back and adding something more and adding something more. You know, I think it starts off with intention, you know, and feeling the gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, just for the little things in life, you know, and getting grounded. And, you know, it, there's just so many little things that people may not think that have to do with getting more in tune with yourself and all of life. But if you follow this checklist, most of it is a daily kind of thing, a daily check-in. Ah, most yeah. of it, most of it would be done daily or could be done daily. I would certainly encourage people to do most <laughs> of it daily because you're going to feel more, more um, peaceful. You're going to feel more confident, more present more just happy and joyful in life if this this checklist could help bring about that you know by right, tuning so in so yeah. we've got a pathway for people to walk happy and joyful sounds mm -hmm. like life could be a little more fun <laughs> yeah. absolutely absolutely and of course on there is spending time in nature and you know spending time with nature and your animals <laughs> so yeah well there we go all right so 
it's an interesting point in time that we are in where some people are handling the current conditions by spending more time in nature and some people are handling the conditions by being out of nature by by really cocooning and isolating and i think it is telling the telling thing is not what are you doing but how do you feel how do you feel about it and so i'm going to invite everyone into this one space where you look at yourself through the eyes of an animal with zero judgment that it looks like you can't do it wrong you can't do it wrong so it's not a hard and fast everything that we talk about on the show you have to do because let me tell you by the time we get done with 24 hours of the show which is what we do is 12 hours on today and 12 hours on the other day you know 24 hours of the show there are so many great ideas that if somebody tried to implement them all it would take probably more than 24 hours a day okay <laughs> so i recognize that so I want to just make sure that everyone knows you can't do it wrong. Take the checklist, play with it for a little while. Play with some of the other things that have been brought up on the show so far and that we're gonna be bringing up next. Have fun with your life. That is the fastest way to keep yourself on the preventative side of the coin is to have fun with your life. And if you have flipped over, and you're in need of intervention, you are starting to feel in so much of mental and emotional pain that you're not sure that it's possible to turn it around, reach back into these archives of videos. Come back, revisit this session with Kim. Come into the community. The Suicide Prevention Movement is a Facebook community that you can join. Realize that you're not alone unless you choose to be. And we will honor that. We will not intervene without your permission, but if you want some help, honey, reach into this community. We got smart people like Kim who can absolutely hold a space till you can walk away from the ledge on your own. That's what we're here for. We're here, the, the Suicide Prevention Show is here to help you get the skills that you need before you ever need them, hopefully that will prevent you from ever needing them. And if you do need a skill, we've got resources. So in this case, take advantage of Kim's, get your checklist, do it every day. Kim, thank you. Thank you. Thank, for you. Being here. Yeah. thank you for being here. Mm 